Wow, here we are, episode 101 of season 9. That's right, episode 101 of season 9. I made it, guys. I completed 100 episodes, and I'm on 101. Now, I did a lot of moving around. I did a lot. This is actually an episode that I'm currently recording in my new home, my new house. So, it's not set up yet. It's about, a, I would say it's about a 97%, uh, 90, no, 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 inside 94% setup. Doesn't mean it's the permanent setup. 93.2%. Outside, mm, 60, 60%. But we're here. We are here, and it's it's exciting, and I'm working on a studio space inside the house, which is cool, because I don't have time to go to the real studio. It's the one thing I miss about the old place. I had a nice little studio set up, but we're going to make it work, and I hope that it's not too echoey. I hope that it's not too air-conditioning. Is that a word? Or fanny? Fanny? Is that a, is that a real situation there? But I moved some shows around because there's a lot going on, and I had this topic come up, and I didn't want to wait too long. I thought it was appropriate to do it. Now, I've been having conversations with people um, about school. And really, as we speak, I think when this drops, school will start right here in Frisco, Texas for most people. And it's early, man. August 10th? That is early. I remember, so back home in Michigan, we go to school like in September. We get out later, but we go to school in September. And I always thought, it was kind of stupid when they used to do this. They would actually have a start the last week in August, and then you'd have that weekend off, and then you'd have Labor Day Monday off and go back. And so they started to do it where they were going back after Labor Day, and you would get out later. Here in Texas, it's August 10th. I mean, it's summertime still. But then again, and you know, technically speaking, if we're basing summer, not on the calendar, but as far as weather... It's not going to be till October before it even really starts to cool off. We might have some cooler evenings in September, but it's still 90, 95 in September. September is a brutal month because you get through the summer and you're just over it. Like you are over the heat. You're over, you know, the, the, the dry. Although we did get rain the other day, so that was cool. We got like a good hour of rain and uh, that helped. Um, but then it was just humid. You know, but you're over it and you want September to hit and you're, you're mentally prepared. Like the days are getting shorter. Of course, the days are getting shorter anyway, because I guess the world is spinning faster, whatever that means. Um, not the first time. So it's not some weird, you know, global warming crap. Not that I think that global warming's fake. I, look, I don't want to talk about it. I, I, Jesus. Um, but I think that you know, as the days get shorter, you expect the weather, you just automatically, like, oh, it's getting cooler. But in Texas, it's just hot. It's just hot. It's awful. But the kids are back in school. And it got me thinking about school in general and how different it is for kids these days compared to when I was in school, not just on, a, on an education level. And as far as what they study, what they have to study, the resources they have, how the curriculum has changed vastly. Because, you know, I worry about that. My son, and really what, what I'm going towards is my son is getting ready to start school. Now, he doesn't go till the end of August, and it's not full time. 
But I got to be honest with you, I'm very excited for him because I think it's good for him. He doesn't get to hang around a lot of young kids. He's got his cousins and then there's a couple other people, but he just doesn't. You know, he's in swim and he did soccer, but he just didn't get to hang around a lot of kids. Everybody he's been around since he popped out is older. Older sisters, me, his mom, older friends, all that. So he communicates pretty well. I mean, like, dude, I, I got to say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be that dad, you know, and you should always be a proud parent, but I'm going to be that guy. He communicates phenomenally. He, his vocabulary and his understanding of how language works and formulating sentences, I got to be honest with you, it's definitely advanced. It's been advanced for a long time. Some of his first words were just huge words for him, like vacuum and and his sister's names and stuff like that, and, and what he understood. Um, there's a lot of things that, that remind him, and I'm not trying to say that, or remind me of, of, of me when I look at him, and I'm not trying to say that he only has attributes of his dad and all that, and he's probably going to be smarter than me, and, and hopefully smarter than me. That's what we want, right? We want our kids to be smarter than us, and we want our kids to make better decisions than we do. We don't want them to make the same mistakes. Like, I'm going to be really angry if he makes the same stupid choices and mistakes that I have, at least do something different, you know, go ahead and have your, you know, teenage rebellion, you know, I'm better than my dad. I'm a big boy on campus situation, but make the make different mistakes. Please do not make the same mistakes I did. I'm going to be really pissed off if that happens. He's probably going to get more. He's going to get in more trouble for making the same mistake for the actual, or making the same bad decision that I did than actually making a bad decision. Like if if he if he gets grounded and does something stupid, I really hope it's new, not too crazy. But anyway, but you want your kids to be smarter. You want them to to succeed in life. You know what life is. You you at this point for most of us, we know what life is. We have an understanding of the uncertainty and the challenges and the struggles. We know they're there. We don't know when they're coming. We don't know exactly what form or how long they're going to stay. But we know they're there. You know we're not naive. So we understand that, but we want them to just have a better success at life. And, and what I'm getting at is I, I see some of the way he handles things like music, his love of music and his, under, his understanding of lyrics and how he picks up lyrics. That's for me, period, point blank. Ain't nobody taking credit for that but me. Not the love of music, because I know his mom plays music all the time, but she's not a lyric person. She never has been. It's She has struggled to hear lyrics or understand them. I'm not putting her down. That's not an insult. Some people pick up music and, and lyrics first, you know? That's what I am. I'm a lyrics guy, which makes sense because I enjoy writing and things like that, whereas she's not that. And that's where my son gets it from. I mean, it's amazing to me the sponge that he is. And we know that by during this age bracket of, of, of how important it is for us as parents and individuals to feed them positivity and precious knowledge and precious mental food, as, as I like to call it, as opposed to the negativity. It's so important. But it's amazing to me the sponge that he is when it comes to music. Hey, Dad, what does this mean? Or the questions. So I'm excited for him to start to, to start school. I think it'll be good. I think him getting around kids and, you know, 
you know, just having that routine because routines are so important in life. I mean, think about it. Think about what happens when your routine's thrown out of whack. It's great when you're on vacation. You're like, get up whenever, go to bed, whatever, eat whatever, drink whatever, do whatever. Yeah, that's cool. Of course. But when you come back, think about how hard it is. Not just because you've been having fun and maybe getting more sleep or partying or whatever, but because you were on a different time frame. You were on a vacation time and a vacation routine. And it takes forever to get back into it. Think about when your routine's disrupted. For parents out there, when you have a newborn, oh my God, it's exhausting. Like, no, if, if anybody is that's listening that does not have kids, that is going to have kids one day or you don't know, let me tell you, nobody will stress enough to you how tired you're going to be. Nobody will tell you that enough. And you're going to sit there and go, yeah, I know, I'm going to be tired. No, you don't know. It's a level of exhaustion because... You still have to do everything you have to do in life. Function, shower occasionally, shave occasionally, eat, work, take care of the house, pay your bills. You have to do all that while taking care of this maniac, homicidal maniac that's adorable inside your arms, that doesn't want to sleep, that is on a different schedule, that is eating and communicating. And yeah, you love it. Trust me, I love it. I mean... I didn't enjoy staying up all night with that baby. And I know my wife at the time definitely didn't. But there was something really amazing about coming home after working at the bars at 2.30, 3 in the morning, 3.30. And he was up because that's just who he was and me kind of taking over so she could get some sleep. There's something amazing about that. Now, I know what you're thinking. Brandon, you're crazy. I am crazy. You're right. But there was something really special about that, that bonding moment. And those times are very important. So you're exhausted. You're just exhausted when you have a newborn. But you're watching them grow. I don't know what the heck I was getting. I had a point before I lost track. (laughs) But you're getting ready for school and you're excited about it. That's what you want. You know, and and for my son, being around kids and getting into that routine means that we have to get into a routine. That's hard. So it's going to be hard for him because it's it's a go to bed a little bit, you know, consistent schedule. It's a get up when you don't want to get up. It's a go to this thing and have the routine in the classroom and the structure. And yes, forget, throw the learning out the window. But communicating with other people and, and listening and respecting and all these things and then coming home and having a, you know your family routine, it's a big time in their lives and it's an exciting time and it's wonderful. But you are also adjusting as a parent. Now, some parents are like, yeah, thank God. I didn't go to school. I got my whole day. I'm weird, man. I'm, I've got to be honest with you. I'm kind of like not freaking out. That's a total over-exaggeration. Total. But I'm like, um, what am I going to do? What do you mean? Like, he's, he's in school. What, 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 what do I do? You know, there's a part of me that's like, okay, cool, Brandon. Okay, so all those things that you put off for when he's asleep or you don't have him or your day off or whatever, you can get done. You can do it. You can do it. 
you can sit here and record your podcast during the day. You don't have to wait till, you know, midnight. You can go get your laundry done during the day. You don't have to wait till your day off. You can clean. You can do yard work. You can go grocery shopping at a decent time. And those things sound exciting, but there's another aspect of like, but, you know, this is what we normally do. We normally go to Summer Moon or we go to the library or what if there's an FC Dallas game on a Wednesday? Yeah, you you got to change it. Well, this is our late night movie night, you know? Well, no, it can't be. And then you realize that your child is growing and getting older, which, again, is an amazing thing. And you want that. And you want to be a part of it. But you're kind of sitting there and you're starting to get these worries. I would be not telling you the truth if I didn't worry about school because it's so much different now. It's so different than when I was in school. And I don't know. I mean, I'm sure my parents worried, but I don't know if I worried about these things. And and maybe he won't, but maybe he will because kids nowadays are just exposed and entrenched in so much stuff that I was just not exposed to. Not because I lived a sheltered life, and trust me. But because we just didn't have that technology that readily available entertainment, that readily available social media, that readily available information or misinformation. We didn't have it. It's crazy. And I start thinking about what type of Petri dish he's going to be as we bring home every freaking virus under the sun, you know? And then I think about, you know, what if he gets scared or what if he gets lonely or what if he's upset? I get mad and upset. Somebody picks on him. I've been really, since he was born, talking about bullies. He's really good. He, he does not like bullies. He knows not to be a bully. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if my son ever picks on a kid, I can't tell Don't worry about the school getting in trouble, getting him in trouble. It's going to be Alcatraz. I don't play that game. I never did that. I was a lot of things. I was a lot of things. And I was a jerk. And I'm a punk sometimes. But I never picked on kids. You know, I make fun of people now, but when it comes to like picking up, no, 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 I don't play that game. And me and my friends handled bullies pretty well. Trust me on that. And if any of them are out there listening to this, they can attest to that. So picking, he's not into that. And I've always told him to stick up for people. Of course, his way of sticking up for people, dad, I'm just going to punch him in the throat. I'm like, okay, well, we're going to have to, we're going to have to dial this down a little bit here. We're not going to be punching anybody in the throat, you know, unless you have to. But please just don't, if somebody calls your buddy a name, just go punch him in the throat. I feel like that's, you know, as much as I understand that, you know, and I get that, let's not do that, you know. But I know someone's going to pick on him, you know. Look, he's going to get made fun of because it does every single kid in their life at one point or another. Not to say it's going to last, could be one moment. But how he handles that is very important to me. And I don't want anybody to do that. But I'm also not the type of dad that's like, that that guy said something mean to my son because that's part of life. But I want him to be able to handle it, you know. So I think about these things. I start thinking about the education. And, and I'm sorry, I I feel bad for teachers out there because these days it's all about the tests. It's all about the standardized testing. It's all about the star and it's all about the money and what they get and focusing. And a lot of kids that struggle or have a hard time in a certain subject, they get passed by. 
Oh, sorry, you can't do it. Well, I don't know what's going on with them. That's your problem. And, you know, that sucks because not every kid learns the certain ways that people do. You know, not everybody learns in one way. Some learn differently. And it feels like schools nowadays don't take that in consideration. So I think about that because I didn't learn that way. And it wasn't just because I was a lazy idiot. I just didn't learn the way that everybody did when it came to certain subjects, math in particular. I still hate math. I hate it. And the fact that we learn a bunch of it and we don't even use it. So that's awesome. Thank you for wasting my time. But I can't tell him that. Hey, buddy, don't even worry about that because you're not going to use it because that's not right. But then I got to teach him a certain way so that he can graduate and then go to college and realize that everything he learned in high school, 85% of it was bull crap, and now he's going to really learn. I mean, like, so I know I'm jumping ahead here. But I think about other stuff. I was talking to my buddy about school shootings. And when we went to visit his school, I think that's when it, it dawned on me. And I know that sounds stupid because obviously I, I know school shootings in a, but they talked about lockdowns and, and how they deal with that and how they practice that without scaring the children. And it worries me because we live in a country that does nothing about it. Let's just be real. And you can, you can wave your finger at me. You can be Republican or Democrat all you want. I'm going to tell you right now, put your finger away throw the playbook out the window, throw your cue cards out the window from whatever party you believe in. We don't do anything. We've sacrificed our children for the good of people's pocketbooks for far too long. And I will I don't care if you're my best friend and you disagree with me or not. On this, you're not going to hear me budge. And I am not an anti-gun guy. I'm not like Nobody should own a gun. That's not how I feel at all. But I am that guy that says, look, my kid's life is more important than your stupid right to bear arms. I'll say it again. My kid's life is more important than your right to bear arms. And I think you should have that right to bear arms, just as my kid should have that right to go to school and not worry about some a-hole shooting him. I mean, I, I just don't understand why people can't come to that. Anyway, I already did a show about that. I'm not going to do it again, but I think about that. And it, it does. It freaks me out, man, because it's elementary school. You know, it's, it's pre-K and kindergarten and all that and those things happen that just happened and he's got to go he's got to understand that he's got to learn that and learn what to do and I cannot rely on the school to teach him that yeah they'll have their drills or whatever but me as a father gotta I've got to instill that street smarts in him just as I do now about talking to strangers and don't go in anybody's car and don't open the door. And I don't care if somebody calls you by name. If you don't know them, you don't talk to them. You don't go in their car. Like, that scares me. Because he understands that, no, I don't talk to strangers, no, I don't do this. But in the moment, is that knowledge that, that I'm passing down to him or his mom or whoever is passing down, is it going to stick or is it going to get carried away because he's a kid? And I got to be real with you. It might sound crazy. It freaks me out. 
I don't want to be Liam Neeson hunting for my son because I will. I will burn this city to the ground. Okay, hey, trust me. I don't want to be that. I just want to. I just want him to be protected, as well as I want all the other kids to be protected. And it freaks me out, man. Because when I was a kid, yeah, those things happened—kidnappings and all that. But I didn't think about school shootings. We didn't have those drills when I was a kid. We had get under your desk if there's a tornado for some. I don't know. Nuclear bomb. Get under your desk. You know, pull to Indiana Jones and jump in a refrigerator. I don't know. We didn't have that. We had fire drills. We didn't have school shooting drills. And yes, there were school shootings back then, but none in comparison to the train wreck that we have now. These kids have so much pressure on them at such a young age. It's so different because the times have changed. And it's not even just about the, the school shootings and the drills and the bullying and the fighting. And, you know, back in the day, yeah, we got in a fight, we beat the crap out of each other, and, and nine times out of ten, we would probably hang out the next day. Nowadays, you got kids bringing weapons to school to fight. Like, no, what? What happened to just beat the crap out of each other and deal with it and move on? It doesn't happen that way anymore. So, yeah, I got to teach my son to protect himself, but I also got to teach my son to be smart about it. Pull your fist out, somebody pulls a knife out. What are you going to do? And that happens, and it happens at every age. And you can't ignore it. Yeah, you can't dwell on it, but you can't ignore it. And the, the pressure, the pressure of, of doing good and fitting in, and, and it's, it's huge. I never gave a, a crap about fitting in. Look, you either like me or don't. I still feel that way. You either like me or don't. I hope you do, but if you don't, well, move on. I don't know. What do you want from me? I probably don't like you. <laughs> and I had friends in every quote-unquote clique or group. Everyone from burnouts to jocks, preps, you know? Druggies. The hot crowd, the in crowd, the ugly crowd. I had friends all across the board. I did not care. Popular, not popular. Did not matter, grade level. You were my friend, you are my friend. I still feel that way. I've got an eclectic group of friends. Granted, that eclectic group of friends, I could probably count on one hand now, but I got an eclectic group of friends from all walks of life. And look, they're with me or, you know, that is. I don't care. But kids nowadays got this thing and, and social media adds a different pressure to it. And bullying is taken to a different level. It's not bullying, it's torture. It's downright torture. It's not like, I'm going to pick on this kid because he's got a stupid haircut, or I'm going to pick on this kid because he's got dumb jeans. You know? I'm going to pick on this kid because he likes this band. Nobody cares about that crap anymore. It's, it's a, they just do it, and they constantly do it, and it, schools don't do what they should about it. I mean, it's hard. I understand. I'm not blaming the schools, but these are things I think about, and I figure out how do I do it. You know, how do I prepare him for those things? How do I prepare him to realize and get that attitude? And maybe he will. Maybe none of this will bother him. Maybe, maybe he will have that attitude I have. But he's his own unique personality. And I have to understand that. And his, you know, I know his mom's going to do what she's going to do, but... It makes you think. And he hasn't even started yet. <laughs> A couple of weeks. But these are the things I think about and I worry about. 
And it is part of that parenting that you can't you can't be there for your kid 24-7. You can't coddle them and put them in a plastic bubble. And I don't want to. It's weird because there's some things I sit there and I go, eh, he's a boy, he'll be all right. Eh, he's a kid, he'll be all right. He'll get over it. He's tough. He's a... and, and he is, you know, eh, shake it off. But then when it comes to stuff like this, that's a different level. I just never had to worry about these things as a child. And I, and again, the older we get, I, we probably forget. We probably forget exactly what we were like. Or we have a different image or memory of what we were like. That maybe we did have moments. I just threw all my you know memories and I've tried to think about them. I should have asked my parents. You know, maybe they remember. I just don't remember, like, getting upset. I don't remember getting bullied. I remember getting in a couple fights and things as I got a little bit older and younger, but some of those people I'm friends, I was friends with afterwards, but I, I don't remember getting picked on. And I did like different things than people do. I still like different things than people do. You know, most people grew out of the WWE or back-in-the-day WWF thing. You know, I didn't. I'm 43, almost 44. I still watch it occasionally. I don't watch it as much as I did you know, even three, four years ago, because I think it kind of sucks now. There's still some people I like, but I'm just, I'm just not interested. But I still like it. I just don't care. You know what I mean? Like I just don't, I just don't want to watch on a daily basis. But a lot of my friends stopped watching it. You know, 25 years ago. I just don't care. A lot of my friends stopped listening to the music. Oh, I'm past that now. You know, that was back in high school. Well, just because it was in high school doesn't mean it's bad music. Oh, the sirens are coming, guys. That's one thing I did not account for in this part of my quote-unquote studio was how close I was to Policia. Calm down, Frisco. Um, can't edit that out. Not going to edit that out. But I guess I could. I just don't want to. But I mean, just because you listen to a certain thing in high school, you know. Now, granted, if you're wearing Z Cavaricci's still or skids, I got to question your existence. Although, I don't know, the other day we were watching Yo MTV Raps, old school Yo MTV Raps, and my son was watching MC Hammer and like watching him. And we're talking, he just learned the typewriter and all that. I was teaching him about the dance, the dances, and like how amazing Hammer was, regardless of the style. And he's like, why has he got pajamas on? I'm like, bro. No, 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 those are hammer pants. And then, of course, skids came out with those hammer pants. I had, like, three pairs of skids. Man, I got to be honest with you, now I kind of want some. And they give man, they give, they give you room to breathe in there as a man. You got a lot of wiggle room, you know? But anyway, like, if you were wearing those or cross colors or jabot, you know, like, yeah, I, I might be like, okay, dude, you got to let that go. <laughs> but... You are who you are, and I've always been that way, and I hope for him. I really want this to be a great experience. I know it's, I know he's going to have his challenges, God, especially when he gets into like middle school and high school. Ugh. Starts dating. Oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph. You know, sports. But I want him to try whatever he wants to try. You know, I didn't do that enough. I wasn't really pushed that much either. 
And, I, and there's a difference between pushing them in a negative way and encouraging your kids in a positive way to try something. Look, if my son thinks that band is the way to go, then go for it. I fully support it. If he's into you know, basketball, he's, oh God, I mean, so I guess Spud Webb was short, so maybe he could do that. Football, okay, he's stocky. You know, soccer, baseball, whatever, lacrosse, uh, I don't know, anything, hockey, I encourage it. Dance, I encourage it. And he already dances now. We've talked about putting him in a dance class. He wants to do a dance class. We're, we're broke right now. I'm broke right now. So it ain't going to happen. But and look, I'll support him with whatever he wants to do. I just want him to be able to do those things. And I want him to make those choices on his own. Yes, I will encourage him. Yes, I'll talk to, it, uh, talk to him about it. If he wants to stay after and do some art stuff or drama, I'm in, man. He is his own personality, and he's going to discover himself in this time. And it is an exciting time, but I would be 100% lying to you if Dad over here wasn't stressed out. And I already know how I'm going to be if i got to go to school and talk to the principal, and he pisses me off, man. (laughs) Oh, God. Thank God I'm calmer, you know? But I worry about these things. Because it's different, and it's going to be different. He's starting now, so imagine five years from now, six years from now, ten years from now. It's going to be so different. The world is going to be different. What they teach him, what they don't teach him. Probably what they don't teach him is going to be more than what they teach him. But what they have to deal with in school is going to be so different. And I'm going to be further, further removed. And it's going to be hard to kind of connect in that way. So you, you almost have to do... Your own schooling at home. You shouldn't rely on schools to raise your, chil- raise your children. And you shouldn't rely on schools to truly teach your children. To give them an education. They should be part, they should be a tool. And a giant toolbox that you have to be able to educate your children. In everything And the biggest education is going to come from school, but it's not going to be in a textbook. It's not going to be in a lecture. It's not going to be on a Zoom class or a computer or some notes or whatever. It's going to be from experience. And I think to me, that is where you learn the most is experience. Yes, math, English, basics, sure, whatever. Whatever craft he decides to go into, whatever career he has or job, yes, I understand that. But the biggest thing that he's going to do is going to be experience and those experiences that you have in school starting from the first day till you graduate high school till you graduate college will shape you and change you in so many different ways it's this silly putty of stretching and 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 molding and and you as a parent have to be there to go along with that you have to mold and change with that experience that's hard because I'm 43, almost 44. He's going to be five. I'd say there's a lot of differences in us. And I can take what I learned, both good and bad, what I'm good at in school, and give it to him. But it's also going to be very different. And it's, it's exciting and challenging, I think, for all of us. The biggest thing is that adjustment into that routine, I think. Finding who you are now that your kid is starting school. Some parents don't have a problem. I'm sure my ex doesn't care. She's excited, I'm sure, but she don't care. 
because she's already been there, done that with the girls. It's different for me. You know? But I'm excited about it. I'm definitely encouraging. And I'm, I mean, I'm, that's what you want. You wait for this day. I just spilled my water again. <laughs> so have you heard it? If you heard this little like, ooh, it's because I spilled my water. But I just hope that we, or me, myself, mentally prepared for it, and that I can give him those tools and everything that a, that a, a father is supposed to do and, a, and an adult and a mentor. And, you know, I can only worry about what I'm supposed to do, not what everybody else is supposed to do. They got their part. Everybody's got a piece in the puzzle of your kid, and you just got to do the best. And Yeah, I, gotta, I, I tell you, I did not want to think about that school shooting stuff. Not to say that I ignore it or... Don't under you know I don't understand it, um, or you know out of sight, out of mind because that's not doing any good to your kid. But when we were touring the school and I'm looking at exits and they're talking about lockdown and they got lockdown rooms, they got they got areas they go to that literally lock down, and I'm like, oh my god, like you just, and I'm that way anyway. I'm always looking at exits and how many exits there are and how quick I can get to here and what can I do. I mean, from a restaurant, from a store, I mean, from where I sit in a movie theater, you know, I'm always looking. And I've always been that way. And it's probably from just the way I am, just the things I've done as in my youth, as well as, uh, you know, being in the bar business, the nightclubs, and really seeing a lot of stuff go down. I think that's probably why, and, you know, I've always been self-aware. And I've always been aware of my surroundings. Not to say I don't live in this white zone sometimes, because sometimes we do, and that's our safety net. We just look there, but we never look in the in the other zones. And you gotta look in those other zones. Even walking out to a car, you know, and at night, or you know, you just I just pay attention probably more than others. And so I've got to teach him to do that. Matter of fact, if he picks up that and he does exactly that all the time, I don't care. That's cool. I hope he does that. Because it could save his life. Because I can't be there. And you're putting your kid in, the, in, in, in somebody else's hands. That's, uh, you know, even if I was there, things could happen. But that's something like when you're not there. I mean, good God. And you start to go down this rabbit hole of like horrible, horrible thoughts. Like, you know, nobody wants to go down that rabbit hole. It sucks. Trust me. But it is an exciting time, and I wonder if you have a kid that has recently started school. Are these things that you think about, or, or maybe when you were in school, because maybe it wasn't as long ago as I was, did you have to worry about this stuff? Or maybe your kids just got out of school. Maybe they graduate this year. Maybe they're a senior this year, so you have other things. Thank God I don't have any hair. I'd lose it. Maybe I'll lose the rest of it. So I don't have to shave anymore. I'm so tired of shaving my head. I just I just want it to disappear completely so I don't have to do it anymore. Maybe the stress of school will, will make that happen. But we do deal with a lot, you know, and I guess the one thing to, to, to end this conversation is so do the kids on every level, on every grade, every every from girls to boys, from pre-K to senior, to college, a lot. 
And I guess as a parent and as human beings, we have to give our best self to them and prepare them in our home and outside our home. So when they leave and they go to college or high school or middle school or kindergarten, that they have all the ammunition they can have to be the best. And we, we just got to hope. And, they, and, and remember that they are going to make their own decisions and their own choices. And that's okay. Hopefully they're better than mine or yours or whatever. And we just have to continue. But the journey begins, right? The journey begins. And it is a journey. Good God, it's a long process. School's a flipping young. Oh my God, just thinking about how long school is makes me stressed. And I'm not even in school. A long process. So drop some comments, guys. Go ahead and hit me up at the life of an average Joe podcast.com for, you know, hey, if you want to throw a review in, I'm not going to hate you. If you want to send me an email and get on the mailing list, that'd be cool. Uh, go ahead and check me out on social media, Life of an Average Podcast. Life of an Average Podcast. That's not a bad name. Life of an Average Joe. Uh, you can go ahead and search that. But actually, all the links are right there at the Life of an Average Joe Podcast.com from TikTok to, gosh, everything. <laughs> TikTok, Anchor, Spotify, Apple, everything from trash talk, wisdom, all the stuff I do, everything, anything that's anything and everything is there. And you can follow me there and Drop your comments, talk about school, whatever. Big shout out to my sponsors. Yes, Lucky 13's Aftercare. New products. They have a winter bone coming out. That's right. Even though it's 150,000 million degrees in hell over here, they have a winter bone coming out and it's supposed to kind of take it to the next level because, you know, winter your skin dries out a lot more. Well, your skin under your tattoos dry out even more. Well, this is going to nourish them and keep them moisturized and keep that skin popping and keep that ink popping. You can go ahead and check that out. As soon as I get my sample in, I'll, I'll let you know how it is. It's supposed to be very, very nice. Clear, not oily. Of course, they don't test this on animals, so that's rad. Big shout out to Groggy Dog. What up, Groggy Dog? Yeah, go ahead and check out groggydog.com. Go ahead and get your shirts, your hats. Get everything printed at groggydog.com. Click the link for your Life of an Average Joe discount. That's right, a discount from Groggy Dog. Shout out to Groggy Dog. Thanks to all of you for making episode 101 so special. I hope your kids, if they start school today, or next week, or wherever. I hope they're having a great one. And, and, you know, just be there as a parent, a brother, a sister, mother, father, uncle, whatever. Support them. Because, man, school is rough. I'll be back next week, guys, for an amazing episode. We're going to talk about EdgeFest. If those of you guys don't know what it is, tune in next week, every Wednesday, for a brand new one. And next week, we're going to dive into EdgeFest. Thanks again for listening.